Welcome everybody once again to this week's edition of The Bandwidth. This is Father Ken. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I am hanging out up on the third floor and for the first time in about two weeks, it's 75 degrees and just absolutely beautiful. I'm uh, joined by a, a wide variety of guests today and I'm so glad to have you here with our friends. Uh, Bacon is here. Craig, how are you doing? How are you surviving with that that baby, 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 oh baby? Oh God, I, I can't, still can't believe you managed to just squeeze that in without even telling me last week. But no, I am very wired at the moment, full of coffee. The baby is milk drunk. I am half drunk because the baby's asleep and I'm looking at some cards. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm glad that we can laugh at each other. I appreciate that. Oh. Uh, who else is is around today uh akoda are, are you with us somewhere yeah yeah i'm on my balcony and uh, i'm sipping uh, a beautiful orange soda <laughs> <laughs> living the good life <laughs> yeah it's, it's midnight uh, here so it's a uh, very fresh and it's perfect for podcasting yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of midnight, Noxon is here with us. Noxon, how are you doing? I'm enjoying a nice cold Yeva Pils. Ah. And I'm fine. It's so, it's so good to hear your voice. It's been such a long time since we've talked with you. But I'm glad that you're here today. Uh, Chris, welcome once again. It's good to good to see that you're here. kicking back here i've been uh, snagging up all these old house house stark all these old game of thrones whiskey bottles now that they're super cheap so uh currently enjoying uh, house stark tonight winter is coming guys ah i agree with that and and jim in between wrangling kids you're you're with us tonight too yeah my daughter has awoken she is down she is up from her from her nap and um i'm currently told the family I, I'm on a business call uh, I'm gonna be lying in the hammock for the next year for the next hour and and um, they won't disturb me hopefully that's that's pretty nice I, I appreciate you guys being here with us tonight one of the things that uh, we we like to do is we like to number one discuss what's happening in the world of magic the gathering uh, also what's happening in the world of magic finance and then furthermore we like to ask that infamous hundred dollar question of where would you sink a hundred dollars today and uh we're, we're trying to go in that direction just today but thank you everybody for joining us if you have questions or comments you can please post them in the band chat text uh and i will uh do my best to wrangle those questions and and ask them to our our illustrious group but today really we're, we're talking about double masters and i've got to be real honest i haven't seen a single pack don't plan on buying any but what are you seeing in the wide world of things? Well, people have been buying all of the board on MCM, like all sorts of mythics, rares, uncommon. The Orsa Towers are quite, um, I don't know, sought after, or have been in the last week. And all across the board, like all of the key pieces <clears throat> for EDH, the filter lens, such uh, stuff like that, it's just all 
getting chipped away. We are still like experiencing uh, a lot of copies coming in, but the key pieces are training and we are still waiting for the um, second wave, I guess. That is uh, supposed to be coming soon. I talked to a vendor today and he's happily, look, uh, happily looking forward to it, so it should be quite soon. Yeah, that's uh, my short MCM view. Yeah, I think Charlie has more on what when the product is coming into the EU. I think it's from tomorrow, uh, Charlie, is when you you guys are getting all your VIP. Uh, yeah, they, they, they shipped out uh, the invoices today and uh, after multiple vendors uh, to either pay the new invoices or pay the old invoices so they can ship out the product. So they have it on hand already. <clears throat> and they're shipping it out. So I expect uh, maybe not tomorrow uh, because they're shipping out from Germany. Uh, usually it takes like one or two business days to arrive. Uh, so maybe over the weekend you'll see an increase of uh, supply hitting uh, the European market. Yeah, that, that that was pretty much my assessment as well. Like we, when we we kind of heard when they were going to be dropping it off across this weekend. They, they just made no real point in shopping in the European market for Double Master singles until that. It's still his first wave, but it's just like the full allocation of the first wave kind of hits. But I have seen many groups just advocating to, to jump on it. And I don't know, I, I think that they're all going to lose a good chunk of money when this uh, actual wave hits. Well, we're, we're pretty sure that uh, another financial quote Discord it has been buying in Europe. On oh, a I, 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 I can see it. <laughs> see it in the API data. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I know that that there are group buys uh, from a couple of power sellers uh, for specifically the um, uh, box stoppers. So, yeah, like we're missing a some of the big stores were missing out on their stock, like Empty Spots, uh, Black Knight. Most of them haven't posted any big quantities of uh, box stoppers on card market. And something tells me that it's all being shipped over to the USA. Yeah, I even saw some power sellers who were pre-selling the singles that they expect to open that haven't been shipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right now I'm also on the lookout for... Like I'm on the um, just waiting out uh, for double masters. Like um, I feel like right now it's a good moment to pick up uh, M M21 collectors cards yeah. because all the attention is definitely from um, is stolen from modern uh, double masters. Yeah, nobody's opening or touching that product at the moment. I think everybody is looking at double masters. It was amazing. You... It was literally over a weekend. Like the TCG sales data was just being dominated by like the the, the green cat lady from M twenty one, like Stormwing Entity. And then it was like somebody flipped a light switch and like M twenty one wasn't even like on the top thirty best sellers for like four days straight. It was just all double masters and bulk EDH buying. I mean there was one or two in there. But it was just like, it was crazy for me just to see literally just like the, ooh, something new and shiny. Ooh. Yeah, I saw your mention of that, that the M21 sales fell off a cliff. And you meant to say that M21 sales totally stopped. 
and that and that vendor levels increased and buyers decreased drastically, right? Yeah, essentially people just stopped buying M21 already. So do you think it's a good time to buy M21 or wait a few more months for... You're looking at, you know, return over investment over the short time period. Do you buy M21 now or do you wait a few months? I would still wait a few months. I mean, it's a standard set, so it it depends. It it depends, quote-unquote. But me personally, I would wait until, first of all, you see what the standard meta shakes out to be going forward. That said, like if you like for me, if I see Ugin starts dropping around that twenty dollar mark, I'm gonna start scooping those up because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that once people start stop focusing on the next product and start going, okay, where am I gonna put my money? That's when you're gonna see spikes on M21. You're gonna see, oh wait, uh, you know, like the the full art, um, whatever is now double its price that it was during the release. Like spikes are going to happen once people are looking for a place to put their money. But right now they have no lack of reason to stick it into the new products. There's just too much being open, too much being put onto the market. So M21 is not going to grow for the next two months in my opinion. But is that, is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, that's totally. And I mean, I think vendors probably still have some, but probably in like the back room that they'll, the, the, it's still going to be opened, I think. So I, I think you've still got uh, better places to put your money in the meantime. Uh, but kind of on that same line, um, and I know you'll be happy for this one, but uh, mystery boosters, um, cards out of that set. <laughs> I am, those cards are what I'm buying right now. Everybody, you guys can go buy double XM. I'm literally buying mystery booster cards all day right now. My, my utopian future is that mystery boosters never get reprinted. Despite their promises, nothing ever comes out again. And those mystery boosters just continue to climb. And they're more expensive than Japanese War of the Spark boosters in two years from now, where they're $500 a box. That's, that's my utopia. But, I just think the perception oh. of like how much of it was opened and like the, the change-up of the rarity and the size of that, I really just don't think people understand that. And I really do think that's affecting price point on these cards. Um, like I mentioned Yuriko a couple of weeks ago and the fact that uh, like her mystery booster is like probably one of the most quote unquote premium editions, judge promo aside, because I mean I think I think it was non I'm not sure, but I think it was. Um, but there's definitely fewer of that. Yeah, it's non boil Commander and then I mean that, it, Queen Marchesa, there's gonna be a lot fewer of the mystery booster than there are of the conspiracy. I mean. So it's a lot easier to influence the, the inventory levels and basically create a weird new price, especially for those cards that have never had a non there's, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit right now with Mystery Booster cards. Like, yeah. I, I just looked at some of my purchases from a few months ago, and things like, like there, it's insane how, how low people have priced stuff. And it continues today that people are underpricing Mystery Boosters by a, a large margin, so... I agree. If you're going to look at any kind of like kind of spread my my risk out and I don't want to go to sealed, but I also want to I want to invest in singles. Mystery boosters is an, uh, 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 a sure bet in a lot of ways. As sure as it can get, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want a sure bet, you, you go buy some Rock Lotus, but oh, oh, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I even went from the opposite end of it. Like, I didn't chase the um, the higher-end mystery singles. I was just buying all the bulk stuff that used to be 
in that seventy cent to dollar fifty range. Some of them up to two dollars. I think I, the other day I bought three hundred and forty-two explosive vegetations. I only paid twelve cents each for them, and I, like I, only pre-COVID we were buy listing these things at near on the dollar, um, and then you could just retail sell them for that one twenty, one forty mark. Just just being able to hoard such a massive amount of these tiered staples, just because there is just so much of quantity of product sitting on the markets, and I'm not going to sell them. I just I just want to have them on hand for when there is that reduction in the market. Yeah, and also we are seeing some movement uh, on the uh, playtest cards. It's it's uh, pretty pretty nice actually. I have no idea what's going to happen with those playtest cards, but I have them. Like you can set the price. A lot of uh, a lot of yeah. uh, cards uh, on TCG Player are just sold out, so you can literally make up your 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 number. I enjoy making up numbers. I think I sold a, a Kaya Ghost form or something though, like Kaya. Ghost Hunter. <laughs> I sold one on the card market uh, the other week uh, for 65 euros. And a week before that, I bought it for 10 euros. So, and and I was the cheapest with 65. And yeah. I'm now the cheapest with 80. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really stupid, those cards. Like, the, the, the stock levels in the entire world have there are just no no cards in stock, so yep. it's, it's really something to to keep an eye on on the the playtest card because even the the really unplayable stuff like people still want to make the set complete and it's a big set. I'm just gonna show here because yeah. Coda called me back a couple months ago, and the main reason why I have any of them like I have like 35 domesticated water courses. Because I bought them at two dollars and fifty cents, because Card Kingdom was paying six dollars on each one, and I just accidentally made a mistake and ordered it to my house, and now I'm just like, well, I think I'm just gonna ride it out and see how it goes. Yeah, they're so unique, and the the product uh, as like uh, it's not coming on the market due to the GPS, so uh, and and all the sealed boxes are fifteen hundred euros now, so yeah, it's it's. Unless they're they're uh, reprinting a ton for like next year, I don't see those prices cool off anytime soon. I think there is no any more room in the printer. No, like, no. Like there is so much product to be printed anyway. Yeah. Like we will see some planeswalker stamped card in the new um, Zendik Rising set boosters, which are probably going to be interesting, but they're not latest and. They're different than distributors, anyway. I think one of the things that we're always concerned about, at least moving, moving forward, is that, all right, we've we've got so much product here, and we're just remembering all of these different things that have happened over the last year. Uh, we remember that we had mystery boosters at the beginning of the year. We we remember that there was that there have been multiple sets of cards. I've I've got a box of sealed commander products sitting here right now that uh, that just wasn't appropriate to move just yet, and um, I've got stuff that that I'm planning to do. But there's so much low hanging ripe fruit right now 
among product that we have available that we should just consider going after it. And uh, as Bacon was saying, as uh, other people were saying throughout the night, is that you figure out what's going to be needed in the next couple of days or weeks, and then you go after that. And you figure out exactly where you sit with different different products, and, and you go after those things. And so when I consider the, the current product that's out right now, there's the stuff that I'm looking at is, is stuff uh, that I can sit on for a little while uh, because we don't know what's going to happen in standard, uh, especially with random bannings happening all the time. But we also don't know what's going to happen as far as in-person play in the next six months. Uh, and so we start to consider those things that we should buy into. Double Masters is extremely popular here uh on the shores of Lake Superior. In fact, you cannot find it in stores anymore. Uh, the, the local shops have all sold out and nobody has anything available. And so we, we take a look back. Nobody's restocking on, uh, on mystery boosters. Nobody can get jumpstart right now. And yeah, we, we all made a little bit of money on that, but I'm, I'm looking right now at some, uh, some mystery booster product and I'm trying to consider, all right, what options do we have? And where so can we sink Mr. A little Booster bit money? has eighteen hundred and fifteen cards. You've got a plentiful array of cards to choose from, and I think there are easily a hundred cards that are well under their current value a year from now. You know, like the value today is well well under what they will be two or three times what you can get for them in a year. Like, I I don't think these are necessarily amazing right now but i bought a hundred um phyrexian reclamations for a dollar 15 and they're going to be four or five dollar cards soon i bought uh more than that in terms of the sadistic hypnotist that that's that's a that's a card that you can buy now for like a buck it's going to be a three dollar card no problem in a couple of years or not even a couple of years maybe 12 months from now there are tons of options right now in the mystery boosters i think that's your best bet if you're looking to flip singles in the mid short to mid term like you want to buy a big stack of singles and sell them off to a buy list i think that mystery boosters are your best your best option for cherry picking what you want to buy on the other hand, like there's a lot of risk involved with what's coming out today. There's there's a lot of like unknowns in terms of what's the true value of a full art versus tower, you know? A a, a, a double masters VIP or non-VIP box. A $5 card or is that a $50 card? It's hard to say. It's really hard to say because it has such a niche uh, demand. You know, people that want to play Urzatron, sure, they'd love to have the coolest art. But is it too much? That's that's kind of the problem when it comes to cards that are released right now that have or don't have this long track history of demand. So it's risky. But I think I think if you if you are tangentially exposed to the magic finance world, that your best bet is to focus on a couple mystery booster cards that historically have been high and are now crushed by the mystery booster reprint and just buy those up. 
just just buy a bunch of soul rings but soul ring wasn't in mystery boosters but the equivalent of soul rings you know what i'm saying like find some cards that are like three to five dollar cards that are now one dollars because they've been reprinted buy those up and you're gonna double your money in the next 12 months So one of the great parts of our tools is being able to go to the band website, the MTG band website, and you can go into search. Uh, you can search by edition using the S code. So I'm, I'm going to type in S colon mystery. Hit enter. Use uh, MB1. MB1. You need to use the code. Ah, I have to use the code. MB1. Enter. the s colon doesn't like it and it happens really quickly so we don't even need a long silent pause here between your typing and your results what did That's you see true. well i i just i look across the board at, at all the different cards that are there and i I'm, I'm starting to think about all right there's a lot going on here uh you know with with almost close to two thousand cards in this in this uh in this set, there's just so many things that you can just grab onto and glom onto, and you can always find the best seller just by just by typing in just a very few, very simple key codes. And uh, by doing that, you've got so many options sitting right in front of you that you can just say, all right, this is what I'm interested in. So we, we take a look at those cards that are there and uh, we, we take a look at the most expensive cards to, to the cheapest cards, and you can just see what's, what's placed where. Um, it's hard to imagine that Demonic Tutor is an uncommon, and it's still gathering $35 uh, TCG mid. That's you know, low. Is, yeah. That is low. Yep. Have you seen Vampiric Tutor foils? They're, they're insane. But, but Demonic nope. Tutor should be a $50 card minimum. 35 is low. You know, to, to even think that Elish Norn is a is a fifteen dollar card, you know that's a, that's a card that should be much more. And Kiki Jiki under ten, yeah, that, it seems like an easy buy all day. And so being able to use the tools that are available, being able to to grab onto those things, just allows you to identify those cards that are moving. Uh, some of the cards that that um, some of the cards that we're looking at. Yes, George, there are a lot of printings of Demonic Tutor, but it is in high demand hey, no matter I've what we do. I've got 50 Demonic Tutors in my collection. They are $50 cards. Stop telling me otherwise. <laughs> it's very true. No uh, horse in this race. None whatsoever. Yeah. And one of the great things about this, uh, about the band search is that you can look and you can see all of those cards and as they move and then you can hop right into the newspaper and be able to see those things that are of short supply and being able to look at those being of short supply you'll you'll be able to to grab onto them and uh you'll buy them up before they start to spike and be able to turn them over very quickly uh, i really appreciate that about our site and about what's happening um I really think that Sword of the Animist is a is a huge card uh, for the market, and when you can get in with uh, Sword of the Animist at under 
oh man, under under three bucks right now. Um, you know, you think about it, that in EDH, every deck wants a sort of the animus that's attacking. Well, every deck that's attacking wants a sort of the animus. And so, when you when you think about all the different tools, all the different things that we have here at on on the bandwidth, we we have cards that and not only cards, but we have things that are very important uh, tools to be able to use to be able to learn more and more about what we about how to make and save money. Uh, you know, we're we're here for the business side of things, and just by being able to use the the data that's available, we're we're sitting pretty good. Uh, what other things do we want to talk about? I know that Craig wanted to say a few things about Double Masters, but uh, is, is anybody else have anything that they'd like to talk about in the current state of, of MTG Finance? Just back on the uh, Double Masters for a second. Uh, we wanted to go into a further deep dive tonight on the actual toppers, uh, the, the both non-foil and the foil, but because we have so much product influxing in in the next like 24 to 72 hours, we're probably just going to put that on the back burner because any information we kind of uh, give out tonight is going to be inaccurate tomorrow. I completely agree with you just because of the sheer amount of product that's going to be released uh, in the U.S., but then also in the European Union, the box crackers are going to be working overtime tonight and they will be uh, opening as much product as they possibly can and getting it to us in our hands just as quickly. Um, so, Anybody else have anything to add? Uh, Coda? Um, just a word of caution on this new uh, extended art uh, premium VIP, premium super cards. Uh, like, these are very nice uh, for personal use case. I'm, I really have a hard time believing that these are long-term specs because th by the time... He, these people, these um, cars mature. It's very, very likely that uh, the the next best premium version of the card is already being reprinted. Mm -hmm. Tend to agree with you there. There's just so much right. unknown about those cards that are going to pop up. Papa, Jim, I I kind of agree with the the sentiment that both of you have just expressed. But one of the main ways that guides my approach to sealed and individual even cards is what's the market sentiment? Is, is the market sentiment that it's a shitty product? Then I'm going to buy a lot. If the market sentiment is that it's an amazing product, I'm going to hold back. You know, it, If the market says, I, and this, is, this has come to the forefront today for me when it comes to the Zendikar return to Zendikar boosters that, that came out, you know, like people are basically expecting that return to Zendikar is going to have fetches in it, or at least the collector booster boxes. To me, that means that the price of the CBBs or the collector booster boxes has are already like, uh, accounted for the expectation that fetches are involved. So I'm hesitant on buying collector booster boxes because i think that the market knows that's where fetches are and if that's what happens okay fine if that's what ha doesn't happen the price is going to tank very hard well so even, even today I'm a very anti-market type of investor 
I mean, I don't know how to put it another way. I don't like to go with the flow. I like to see right, what's happening with the market and choose a different path because that has returned much greater profits to me in terms of like absolutely what what's going to happen, what what I can realize than going with everyone's expectations are X, so I'm going to buy X, you know? I mean, it's it's hard to put in words, and and I'm sure there's there's plenty of counter arguments against against it. But go ahead and uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead and tell me what you think. No, I was just going to mention that. Did you see today that um, they've been pre-selling the Zendikar product? Uh, a few people posting in the Discord, and apparently within five minutes, ten minutes, every one of the websites that's pre-sold has just completely sold out, and it's it's all been based on the fact that there is fetch lands in Zendikar. That was partially due to me. I, I agree. I, I, so here's my, my expectation. Like I looked at what uh, MVP had to sell today, this, this morning. They had lots of Zendikar products available as of 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I forget what time it was in the East Coast when this happened. But, but basically, they said, buy as much as you want. We've got collector booster boxes. We've got draft booster boxes. We've got set booster boxes. And I looked at the mix, and I said they're gonna they're gonna sell a lot more collector booster boxes than they will of set booster boxes. So I'm gonna buy a bunch of set booster boxes. They're they're not being printed as highly as CBBs are, and so I bought I I hedged my bets. I bought six or whatever's in a case, six uh, collector booster boxes of Zendikar, but I bought twelve. Uh, set booster boxes because I thought, you know what? If these go from $95 to $120, I'm happy. But if the CBBs go from $195 to $220, okay, that's all right. That's not great, but it's, it's all right, you know? So I hedged my bets by putting more money into the set booster boxes than I did in the CBBs just because it's a known product versus an unknown product and the market in general, the people that are buying in advance, are are risk averse, and I would I would like to move against that market. Well, it's it's also that uh, Wizards usually nails the first iteration of every product, like we've seen with the uh, Mythic Edition masterpieces, uh, CBBs. Like uh, the first uh, the first run is amazing, then it gets very bad in the second run, and then it it kind of stabilizes sometimes like it's it's a bit shakier but like the first the first time they do something is always the best because it needs to be impressive they needs to convince people I to buy 100% the product. agree with you with the first iteration is usually the most best performing but I would I would call your attention in the last 10 months to the throne of Eldraine CBBs like those have done crappy I mean, they're not terrible. It's not like they've lost value, but they're not two hundred and sixty dollar collector booster boxes. I bought them at two hundred bucks, and now they're two hundred and twenty. If I'm lucky, like they're all right. But I that's the one outlier I would say in the recent history. But yeah, in general, you buy into the first wave of something, some new product they're trying out. It's totally going to pay off. Nine times out of ten, it'll pay off. Like you look at every single the first mesh, modern masters, if you can get those for two hundred and fifty bucks when they came out, great. You know the first, uh, I can't even think. <laughs> like 
there are many instances where they that the first commander, the the even the 2016 commander, they kind of like stuffed with value without everyone knowing. But yes, Mark Wizards of the Coast has a track record of making their very first foray into an untapped market as an extremely valuable opportunity to jump in early. So I believe that set booster boxes, despite the fact that I 100% do not think they will have fetch lands, and they've actually, I think, explicitly specified that fetch lands are not in set booster boxes, I think they'll still be valuable based on the gambler premium, based on the, we have a 1 in 300 chance, or a 1 in 1200, if you consider that 1 in 4 boosters has one of these cards, 1 in 1200 chance of opening a $1,000 card. So I think the set booster boxes is where to stick your money right now, but that's just my random opinion. We are definitely focusing in on random right now. Um, <laughs> as we uh, as we continue forward and, and think about the, the next step of, of the cast, um, we have people chasing cats and birds, and it's it's kind of interesting to me. But at the same time, uh, we the we have <laughs> that was such a, like a perfect try to try to recover from this long rant. But go ahead, like keep going, take take over from me. That was good. I, I uh, I'm I'm just thinking about all the things that are going on in my in my small world right now. There's a lot of talk about judge promos. And uh, in fact, I, I did a buy this last week of a of a level two judges promos. And I think in the short term, I lose a little bit of money. But in the long term, I've, I've gained trust from somebody locally who's more than willing to sell his promos to me in the future. And also, uh, I have the option to to be able to continue to build on the buys uh, that I do. And so. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about the promos over the last uh, the last two years, and I I'm I'm just going through my my own personal records, my own personal predictions of what would happen, and how it would go about happening. And so uh, this past January, um, we had Demonic Tutor released. Uh, when it first released, I believed that. Uh, uh, when it first released, the current price was two hundred and five dollars, and I believe that we would see a bottom of one hundred and fifty, uh, and that's just me because Demonic Tutor is such a playable card; it should be at least fifty bucks. Uh, on May first, it hit its bottom at ninety-five dollars. Uh, in uh, just today, um, it's one hundred and forty-five, and so what we've seen is that. About four months in after release, we get we we hit the bottom, and and this is holding true for all of the other niche cards. So, um, I looked at Enlightened Tutor. Uh, it started off at fifty, and it just went up from there. Right now, Enlightened Tutor's a, a eighty dollar card, and then we think about Gamble. Gamble started off as a uh, sixteen. Well, a $25 card, 
Um, there weren't any listed right at right when it was opening when I was doing my research, but really it went from 25 to 16 uh, in May, and then now it's a $34 card. And finally, we have Spellseeker. Spellseeker started off at $85. It bottomed out at 40 and now has recovered back to $81. And I'm saying that just as a means to, to kind of preview our, our promo analysis for judging. I I want to know what everybody else thinks because I have, I have very strong opinions about judge promos, but I'd, I'd like to know what, what you're thinking, uh, meaning everybody else in the cast. I, I mean, they are definitely have a limited lifespan. Go ahead, though. No, I was just going to say I enjoy the fact that there is such a large market discre discrepancy with Judge uh, Foils, probably more than any other card I notice. I agree with you. Um, Coda, you're still with us. What Do you have any preferences on judge promos or any thoughts about them? Uh, I agree with the, with Bacon uh, about these. They're very nice arbit arbiters target, uh, especially during the, the way they, they bottom out in, in Europe uh, is very good and you, just, you can just take them. Uh, I think Noxin, one of the calls from Noxin was uh, uh, the, the judge promo gamble and it just doubled or tripled in a few months. Yep. yep. Um, uh, they're they're very good targets. Uh, I I don't know about uh, like long term stability. Like the, I would probably try to uh, like take them when they're bottom out and then sell it when they're hot, <laughs> which is kind of the dream for every every card I know I know. But it's, <laughs> it's, they're just like it's it's uh, they're so much product that uh, uh, like. The, the double double uh, doubling season uh, art was reused in double masters, so that would definitely impact the the value of the judge promo that was only last last year or two years ago. So you, you kind of need to move faster for, with these promos. Let me let me jump in here with my somewhat unorthodox view of judge promos. I I agree. I love the returns that judge promos give you that you can buy a $90 demonic tutor and sell for $150 a month later. Like the judge promos are exquisite in their ultra um, high class slash like premium value that you can get from a judge, pro judge promo. I, I fear, or at least my, my predilection is that judge promos have a very small market compared to the rest of the market. I, I'm not in a poo-poo on judge promos. I, I think there's definitely a lot of good ones out there. And if you can find a $900 judge promo cradle, buy it right now because you're stupid not to. But uh, I think judge promos have a limited, limited demand and uh, it it doesn't supersede the limited supply that's available for them. Like, I agree. They're, they're great. Um, there's definitely some deals to be had right now with Jeb promos. There's some good, good items to snap up. And in six months time, you can see a 50% return perhaps like that's, that's not unheard of. That's totally 
reliable. Um, I think that you need to be aware when you're buying and selling judge promos that you are dealing in a market that is not as fluid as the the overall MTG market. Like it's it's similar to buying and selling in foils or buying and selling in Russian cards. I I don't want to drop a drop a dime here, but like you you've got to look at Russian or sorry <laughs> at judge promos as something that is specifically desired by a certain number of people. I I I know that people like it, but my thirty five dollar demonic tutors from revised are so much more profitable in large quantities than a $90 demonic tutor that moved to 150 you know like I, I understand if, if you're if you're playing like I want to buy one card I want to sell it for a lot more that's that's great but if you're looking at I want to buy a hundred copies or ten copies not even a hundred but ten copies of this card I want a 30% return on my 10 copies that I bought. Judge promos generally are not the way to go, but I, I agree. I, I own plenty of judge promos. They're, they're, they're not bad, but they're not the absolute best way to put your money towards what's happening today. I think they're for lazy speculators. The I, judge promos. I, I think that if you have them, Good yeah. for you. Yeah. And like my my uh, experience with with them is that uh, usually when you find a customer that wants them, he's looking for multiples, uh, not multiple of the same cards, but different judge promos. Like every single sale that I did with judge promos, uh, they bought two or three different judge promos from me at, at the same go uh, because. Yeah, it's they either collect them or they want to pimp out all their decks. So they want a food chain, they want a rustic study, they want an Alice Norn, uh, you name it. And uh, that that's usually a trend that I see. So they're they're oh, easy totally money, agree. but if it's it's they're not super liquid. I want to take I want to take one copy of a card and double my money on that card. Yeah, judge, judge promos are very easy. If you if your goal is I want to take ten copies of a card and double my money on each of those ten copies, judge promos are a little bit more of a stretch. Yeah, I've had trouble finding twenty buyers for twenty copies. Then I will have trouble finding one buyer for one copy. But but it's a good deal. <coughs> I, I definitely think it's a good one. It's it's just not it's not the bulk deal if that's what you're looking for. So it all comes down to what what your kind of like aspect aspirations are in terms of what I want to pay and what I want to return. I also think it actually comes down to the own personal hustle because I mean, I, I picked up those eight uh, demonic shooter judge foils two weeks ago and they're all sold within 12 days. Uh, I, got, I got prices ranging in that 138 uh, to 140. I would love to have one of those, those demonic tutors from the judge series. Like I love Personally, I would love to have one or two of those, but I don't. So that's a good move. So my my pushback right now is how do judge promos compare to these box stoppers that we're getting? Is is this a comparable market or is it not? Yes. 
Uh, I, I'm going to go with no, only because of the sheer volume of box toppers that exist. But it's the same buyers. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. to the same audience, and it directly detracts from the value of the sexiness. I mean, this is the conversation I, I have somebody for in the Discord. Like, when you start trying to buy the sexiest version, the, the problem with that now is it's not like it used to be where you get like that one really cool Judge Promo version of the card. It's now they've recognized that <laughs> they're, they're printing money essentially. And anytime they want to, they're just going to pick new art, which is fun. I think we all enjoy the new art, but it directly takes value from prior or future ones because now you've got 12 sexy versions. Before, somebody wanted the coolest version. And there are still, I think, case examples where this does exist, but it's getting uh, smaller and smaller and that I mean, if you want the coolest version there's not one option or one or two there's 12 and they were mass produced um, so I think that, yeah, just that, that market it. between the best version and the worst version is very very tiny you know there's people that yeah. want the cheapest version and there's cheap, people that want the absolutely best version there's not very many people that want the middle of the road version you know and it's subjective And I think that's yeah. the that's the biggest the biggest roller coaster with with some of these very specialized cards is it's all subjective, you know. Uh, when they printed Infernal Tutor, I I don't know if they what they were thinking about that, um, but it's it's a card that I think is is not going to be worth a whole lot in a matter of months because where's it going to get played except for one Legacy deck and you know maybe ten thousand EDH rec decks. Um, the same thing with with Eye of Ugin. It's it's one EDH, one legacy deck, and maybe maybe a few EDH rec decks. You know, it just it isn't played. And so, when you think about everything that's open, when you think about things that are accessible and known to players, it is one of those things where where we kind of have a a conflux of of a whole bunch of things that really come down to demand and availability and one of those things that that isn't available right now are near mint gaia cradles um in the judge promo if we can find them for under a thousand dollars we should buy them but they have to be near mint um it's a reserve list card that that doesn't see a whole lot of uh that will never see another printing in foil and it's probably one of the only foil uh, reserve list cards be besides uh, uh, Mox Diamond. Be honest, so, yeah, I, think we'd be fine getting a lot I, I don't want to. I don't want to yuck your yum, but Gaia's Cradle is probably the lowest hanging fruit on the. When do we start reprinting the reserve list cards? No, like, I agree. It's definitely the. Hit. That's all I'm saying. Like. I understand that it's gone up a lot in value in the last week, and people have put a lot of money into it. But not if guilty. I'm looking for the <laughs> reserve list card that has the least likelihood of being affected by a reprint, I would not put it into Guy's Cradle. But that's just me. I think in the short term, in in you know three to six months, you could see a return on it. Especially if the U.S. gets another stimulus package, I think people are going to be hunting for it. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's just that's saying other that factors involved with like 
there's no way they're reprinting it within three months. Plus, people have stupid money to three months. I understand, but thinking long term, five to ten years, what's more likely to be reprinted? A Gaia's Cradle or a Mox Diamond? Or Correct. even a Mox Jet? Like, a Gaia's Cradle is going to be reprinted before a Black Lotus, right? Like, Yeah. All right. Uh, that being said, we're we're kind of coming to the coming to that point. We can we can go round and round about Judge Promos. We can go round and round about uh, the different things that are happening in in uh, within Magic Finance right now. Um, the reality is is we we have money right now that we have made off of our our last sales. Here's the question of the week. Where do we sink a hundred dollars today, or a hundred euros? Where do we, where do we invest some of that money? Uh, Bacon, I, uh, Craig, I, I know that you have a lot of, lot of opinions about where to put things, and I think yours is uh, fits right in with what we've been talking about. We have a small market, and you have a couple of cards that you're thinking are are going to make you quite a bit of money. Well, I mean, it'd be, it'd be stupid to not be just focusing on reserve lists this week, since that's what the entire market is looking into. Like regardless of the information that you're seeing on like MTG stocks and the Rudy videos and whatever anyone else is talking about, um, it is kind of like the, the second coming of the spike. What the last one was 2017, so it just makes sense to be looking at any of the cards that are on the list, although a lot have already been bought out. Um, so it's all about trying to filter through the ashes and find what's been left to the wayside. So in your mind, what what have you seen most recently that that you would like to maybe pick for cards to to get into right now? Well, I would definitely uh, squander a bunch of resources on squandered resources. <laughs> yeah, ma mainly from uh, Europe, um, and it's only just because I, I picked mine up uh, two days ago. I think I got the I got the cheaper copies. Kind of losing yeah. it back and forth. Sorry, I was just uh, flicking between windows. Um, no, I got the cheaper copies at around twelve euro. Um, that was two days ago. Uh, they were already spotlighted on TCG for likely play copies at around that twenty-three to twenty-four dollars US. Um, right now, every EX copy and Nimit copy on card market is actually covered by CK buy list. Um, so they they jumped about three dollars eighty in the buy list. So. The squander resources are covered as a as an easy out, and they haven't hit that retail markup yet. Like a lot of the websites, just don't have retail copies listed. Right. I, yeah, I think you've got uh, literally it's like a single copy uh, on miniature market, um, and that one's in bad condition. So I'd probably give it until like early next week when you start seeing the price guys changing for the websites and. The major retailers, if they have any left, you're going to see them listed around that $25 mark. I can chime in with we got time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm going to spoil something. I'm sorry, Bacon. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, Ancient Tomb, just just anybody who's in the cast right now, go look at Magic Card Market and then go look at what it's selling for on TCG. And I think you're good. No, not my ancient tombs. 
Leave them alone. Oh, I've been having so much fun with them. <laughs> it's showing up on my forecast here, and I gotta call it out now. Um, but yeah, no, so, I mean, Ancient Tomb is just... Uh, it avoided the reprint. Uh, it, honestly, I think it's kind of under a time crunch until whatever, whenever the next <laughs> Eternal whatever comes out, because uh, I mean, they could put this in any product, and honestly, um, I think it's going to be a favorite all time. I think it's constantly going to be growing back up unless they really hammer it down. Um, but, you know, it, it dodged the reprint, I think, in 2XM, weirdly enough, because it adds two mana and deals two damage to you. Um, I, that just felt like <laughs> a sure lock, uh, I think, for a lot of people. But um, now it's just, I think it's just straight arbitrage. And honestly, if you can still find some locally around you, I mean, a lot of people will probably still think this is like a $25 card. But um, I sold out of my last few last night. I had the From the Vault version, and they were selling to just under 50 So card's moving it's currently undervalued at least in some markets so definitely definitely your game there yeah i know wolf like uh, i i gambled on that one before we actually had the double masters i think i'll say in the discord that i'm just gonna go after that one i think the the foil copies the the set foil from eternal masters or ultimate masters um but then like all my non-foil copies sold as well and they were around that 15 to 17 euro mark buy-in and uh, i'll even admit now my i have 12 more inbound and i paid 21 euro for those ones just because they're still selling at 44 to 48 us on tcg it just makes sense yeah the money's there exactly uh, uh the, the other reservist card i was going to point out was a uh, peacekeeper um <laughs> that uh I, I don't know how many good opportunities are left in europe because uh, i bought i bought 16 of the uh probably MP to LP versions around that five euro mark, but it's actually because uh, CK and Abu bumped their buy list by like 380% or something. So they're now both paying that $10 mark for, for peacekeepers. And uh, retail wise, there's almost none left on any of the global markets and TCG low is in that 1350 to $14 range going very quickly to 15. Um, at the moment, there's a ton of these on card market, but they are all either good or very good condition, so there is a risk to buying them. Um, but even if you can just pick them up and have them as HP and MP copies, there's the occasional near mint. Even the near mint ones that are listed at 750 euro or 8 euro, they're still fine. They're covered by your buy list out. So those are two fairly safe reserve list picks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cheat on my next one here because I'm going to select a group. Um... And I might sound like a broken record because I love these, these this set of lands because it's just constantly making money. They sell through quickly. Um, and if you're a TCG Direct seller, uh, Spire Garden is, I mean, that's a $15 card. Uh, Morphic Pool is on its way to being a $30 card. Um, like, th these lands just keep selling for me, and I just keep shipping them in and shipping them out. Like, literally, I can't keep them in stock. Um, if you have the Direct Premium, it really helps you well, but just... Um, I. I don't know where these get reprinted, and I think before they do get reprinted, we're more likely to see the whatever the uh, enemy or ally, I forget what the opposite is called, but the, the other color sets printed before we see these come around again. And this is just, this is a card that, I, 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 or this is a set of cards that I think um, is one that I'm, I'm probably going to, I would be sitting on wasn't already selling at desired profit margins straight off the bat. So for me right now, these are just, 
these are cards that are really just kind of my revenue generators and just kind of coming in, shipping out, not making the, the fanciest profit, but, you know, just card churn is what I like. So uh, one that I just want to point out there. Um, the other one has been at the top of my newspaper, and I feel like it's cheating because when I go and I look at it on TCG, I see a lot of faces. Um, but Breath Stealer's Crypt, I have never seen a card retain the number one spot on my newspaper for so long. Um, this card has been there for over, I believe, 11 days now. It has just been the number one card in wireless and retail growth um, from what I'm looking at. Um, so I, you know, well, hear from folks in chat if it's actually selling it for them, but uh, all of my metrics are pretty much pointing at this card saying that um, whether, and honestly, at this point, I think it's, I don't know what it is. I've not seen this level of sustained demand over time for a card, so um, it's, it's weird to me, but I would imagine this is speculators or people. Uh, I don't know, because I believe this is reserved list. Yeah, sure. it is. Yeah, so this is just one that I would definitely Definitely keep your eye on. If it hasn't already shown up on MGP stocks, I, I assume it will soon. I do have one more, which is a non-reserve list pick, if we, if we want to go with it, even though it's kind of going against the trend tonight. Oh, going spicy. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, well, the, this is a call-out for the Great Henge, but the extended art non-foil versions. And I kind of just stumbled across this one because it wasn't even in the newspaper. Um, but it's just purely the fact that these are in that 18 to actually, you know, probably, I'll probably I'll add the shipping in. You're looking at 22 to $24 US shipped from, uh, from card market. And right now there is no major retailers that have a copy of the card. There, there isn't a buy list covered. Like the buy list is still around that $18 mark, but these are selling consistently on TCG, not even direct, just on regular at 36 to $39. Um, so I'm going to pick up a couple of these myself just because I don't have any of these in my inventory. Um, and there is just a quite a large quantity in Europe compared to US. I had a, a little tidbit. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was called like in the prior weeks, but um, I was noticing uh, that the UMA version of Forexion Altar is like you can buy them for 17 euros in card markets and TCG low is around 35 I think yeah I've been setting the bar on that one yeah, yeah and card kingdom right. is already on 19 euro uh, 19 dollars uh, a buy list is, is backed sort of so that's uh, yeah it's mad. Like I, I even had an, I had an Australian vendor reach out to me, and he bought like uh, another eighteen copies of Card Market because back at home they're a uh, fifty to seventy dollar card. The supply le it looks like it, it's it's bottomless. Like the card has been sixteen euros for forever, I think, in Europe and everywhere in the world. It's it's ah, it's becoming more expensive now. I see. And the other great thing about it is TCG has a large stock of these in their warehouse. So if you are a direct yeah. seller, then you'll be able to get that spotlight. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like a, a good car to get uh, across the sea. Yeah. And now I won't be able to sell anymore. Oh, sorry. Oh, it'll take them longer. Oh, please. You're, you're shipping directly from Ireland. You, you're fine. Uh, and here, I mean, it's the same thing as Eldrazi. They didn't get reprinted. Go look at the Eldrazi right now in Europe and compare it to the North America. 
Yeah, they're essentially playing with house money. The worst comes to worst, you buy this and make $5 a copy. That was my only card that I had for today, sorry. I thought Helm of Obedience was good, but it's sort of already in MG stock now, so it's not good anymore. Yeah, if you can find a card that's not not propped up on stocks yet, like that's the best bet. Like yeah. just go find something that has not been notified to the wide world by MTG stocks. That seems to be where the gomers kind of like congregate. They watch what what MTG stocks and goldfish say are the new top movers. Yeah. But if you can preempt that, that's that's where the real money's at. Can we can we go briefly off topic to say how bad the for the community is that uh, MTG stock default pricing is median? Like that's not reflective at all of the real price, but it causes so much fear of missing out uh, by, by house. It's incredible. Easy to manipulate. It's so easy it's to manipulate. Very easy to manipulate. Like you can totally manipulate the price that shows up on. MTG stocks and people don't understand that, but yeah, like the whole whole cradle issue was because of the. What do they say in France? C'est la vie. Yeah, Charlie, we lost you. What? I'm sorry. I was um, checking up some prices. What? What? What was the question? I'm not a French guy. I'm Dutch. So. <laughs> I know, but you, you speak French, so it, it matters. Like whatever, that's life. That's that's what happens. Yeah. when you rely on one thing. As yeah, it's really stupid, and everybody gets gets all worked up because of. It, it's of, really dumb, it. especially recently when there, people on social media are saying, "Oh, look, cradles a thousand dollars now. Look yeah. what's what's going on." It's really just uh, people's people's anticipation of what. A card could be at, not what someone who wants to use that card is going to pay for it. Like, it's insane. But I, I, I mentioned this earlier in the Discord. I don't think we've been at this level since 2018, since the summer of dual lands. Like, everyone, get your bit. We're, we're looking at a market right now where people are just buying whatever they think is going to go up, and it's. It's a really bad time to buy into buy into spikes, you know. Stay away from stay away from reserve list that's already doubled in price in the last month. Like, do not buy that. If you can, if you can get something that has not yet been noticed, okay, fine, put your money there. But don't go buy into a fifty dollar tithe. Like, that's just stupid. I have. I have literally 30 ties in my binder that I bought for less than $10 a piece because I was like, tithe, that's a good card. But people paying 50 bucks for a tithe, they're just they're just asking to have their money taken away from them. So don't buy into stuff that's going crazy right now. Stay the course, be calm, buy things that you see inherent value, but not do not jump on the bandwagon that's that's a major danger right now 
I really like that. Papa always has his little bit of, of safety wisdom thrown in there yeah. with with the reckless abandon at which some people <laughs> just buy everything. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody joining us today. Is there anything else that anybody would like to add today? All right. Once again, I want to thank everybody for joining us here on the bandwidth. We are attempting to get down to underneath an hour right now. We're at an hour and a five minutes recording and uh, that includes my little rambling beforehand, trying to get everything set up. So I want to thank you all once again for joining us. Uh, this is Father Ken, and I am very appreciative of you uh, taking the time to share with us and to listen to what we have to say. Uh, we are here using data to drive our decisions to make money playing Magic the Gathering. And uh, this is a hobby to us, and we definitely enjoy that opportunity to to share our hobby with you. So thank you once again. We're going to open up the lines to our guests, uh, to those that are here in the midst of our uh, in the midst of our chat. If there's anything that any questions that you have, anything that you like to ask, by all means, I'm going to hit stop recording right now.